Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Okay, now, first trial of the week. Raiders beat Manly 18-16. Uh, yeah, I, I think... Um, look, I think the Raiders look solid. I think the Raiders look solid. I think there was the, the first half, they really struggled with their ball handling, but I thought they showed grit in defence. Uh, Manly, I think they just suffered from quite a few injuries early on. Uh, I think both teams can come out of this. One. Yeah, all good. There's, there's no warning signs. There's no, oh, shit. You know, worried about this or that. I think if anything, like Manly, Manly would be like, okay, we're all good. Raiders, I think they'd probably take a little bit more out of it. The fact that they were able to come back and get the win. We have to remember where they were last year. Oh, for sure. And look, the Raiders team last year, I mean, the reality is with this game, yes, they were down. What were they down? 16-0. Yeah. Um, they threw an intercept to the fastest bloke in rugby league. Mm. Then they dropped a ball next to the second fastest bloke in rugby league. All of a sudden, it's 12-0. Yeah. Um, tough gig. The Canberra Raiders team last year. That would have been white flag stuff. Oh, for sure. See you later. We're done. They hung in. Um, I thought that the halves pairing was pretty good for Canberra. Fogarty, I thought he just played his role, but that's who Fogarty is. And I thought he brought out some of the best in Jack White too. I for thought sure. it was Jack's best game I've seen in uh, quite some time, to be mm. honest with you. Yeah, absolutely agree. Look, I, I thought there was a perfect example of what Fogarty can bring to the Raiders early on in the match. So early on the match... Um, the, so Tom Dvojevic got tackled by Timoko and a few of the boys out. They get a 20-metre tap. They go all the way. Fogarty puts a pinpoint kick on their try line and all of a sudden Manly are coming out of their end. Now, I'm not saying White couldn't do that, but it was just a really good example of what Fogarty can do. It's just a really simple set. 
they've gone from nearly scoring a try to getting absolutely fucking bashed on their own try line. And that was early on in the match. So, you know, you're not going to see that in the highlight reel. You're not going to hear about that. But that kind of stuff, to be able to take the pressure of Tom Dravojevic attacking your line and literally go all the way to the other corner of the field, that takes a good steady hand. And Fogarty offers you that. No, mate, for sure. And I don't think there's anything more undervalued in rugby league than a steady, solid halfback. Yeah, for sure. There's not many of them around. You can Shane find Perry, 2006, one of the greats. Yeah, we're never going to remember Shane Perry, but the, the amount of these, you know, back rowers that can break tackles and offloads that don't move the needle towards actual wins. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. And I think this is something that people undervalue a lot. I see it in my comments all the time. Do you think, do you think the new generation, and again, we've both got no facts to back this up, but when I think about it, I, I feel like sometimes that clubs can get caught up in the glamour because, like, the internet's there, the highlights are there, the buzz is there. You can get caught up in the glamour of these huge athletes that, you know, are 110 kilos, stepping, offloading, and, and maybe that's taken away from the half. Because look how, like, we, there's a half shortage in the NRL right now. Like, the difference between Nathan Cleary and, you know, the other outside the top four or five halves is quite, like, massive. Quite. It's huge. Huge. It is a gaping hole. Um, it is. So do you think that the, the kind of new generation of, like, Flash has kind of bedazzled a few clubs? For sure, I think so. And I, I think, yeah, clubs, yes, but I think fans. Oh, for sure. More than ever. Yeah. More than ever. Like, I, you know, all that stuff about, uh, about Dylan Brown. I got about 10 messages on the weekend saying... Oh, thanks. You've opened my eyes to Dylan Brown. Gigi must have worked hard this offseason to be doing that. Now I'm like, he's been doing it for two years. Yeah. You just haven't seen it in stats or in Supercoach or in fantasy, so you think he's shit. Mm. And like people are like, oh, he had a bad year last year. I'm I just like, bro, he he was the best defensive outside back in the comp. Like, how is that a bad year? Like that's a if he was the best attacking player in the comp, you'd be sitting here going, Holy shit, put him on a million dollars. I had something on Twitter that I put on Instagram and I was watching the Dill Brown comments float in and some some bloke said, oh, this, this could work on his defence. And I looked at it and just went, I'm not even going to respond to oh that. I'm just going to let God. you get bullied via Twitter for the next two and a half hours. People just say stuff. They honestly oh, just say shit. the poor bloke got absolutely dusted. Oh, man. It was like Lord of the Flies on Twitter. I just thought, oh, you've kind of done this to yourself. Sorry, yeah. mate. Yeah. But, like, um, it's people just say shit. Yeah. They like, just say stuff. Um, from the Raiders game, I think Jake Javojevic is looking good. He's looking real good. Best he's looked in a few years, in my opinion. He was chopping blokes. Andy's attack, I thought, was uh, a bit better. There was a year or two where Jake was really quiet. And I, I was always like, is he injured or he just doesn't seem the same Jake? I mean, there was even a, a period there where some were saying he shouldn't be selected in New South Wales. Once again, I think the role that he plays for Manly now under Des has changed Jake's game a little bit. For sure, for sure. He plays that very um, link man kind of role. Um, he doesn't take you know as many hit-ups and stuff as what he used to, which means he's not offloading as much. The way that they sort of attack, and you understand because they've got Tom Turbo waiting two more passes outside Jake, sort of undervalues the role that Jake plays for me. Mm. Um, but he plays his role perfectly. Yeah, in this manly totally. side, he's another one that I think is very underappreciated because the stats and everything don't line up. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think that like there was a period there where he was just tackling his dick off, and yep. he wasn't being given the opportunity. And Manly was struggling, so that's probably why. But he wasn't given the opportunity. Like we have to remember, Jake Javojevic, a la three four years ago, was the best attacking thirteen in the comp. Like up there. Like what, the way we see Cam Murray, Radley, like Radley, the way we see Radley now. 
Jake Travojevic was like that three or four years ago, snapping blokes and just like offloading, hitting Tom Travojevic on short balls. Um, now he's not. He, you're right. He does play a very different role now than he used to. But I think he's it's, he's looking the best he's looked in a while. Yeah. No, he looks great at the moment, and I think it's. I don't think Jake has gone backwards at all. I just think Manly's game has changed. The game in general yep. has changed, and Des being Des, he has adapted accordingly, and it's probably had a bit of an impact on the way people see Travojevic. But fuck, he goes to Origin, and you see it all over again. Yeah, he's still totally. got it. Like, absolutely, still got it. Uh, negative. Oh, I mean. Some positive from the games. Saab and Cooler. Now, we knew, we knew how quick Saab was, so it's like, yep, cool. Uh, seeing Cooler in the centres there, what I loved about Cooler as well is his defence was fucking pretty good. His defence was pretty damn good. Uh, he, I'm pretty sure he was marked up against Timoko, and yes. Timoko is a fucking beast running the ball. So, mate, the Manly might have another real game-breaking outside back in there. Uh, Arsenal. How many weeks do you think he's off a debut? Mate, I, I don't know where Morgan Harper is. I don't know if it's an injury or... I haven't heard any. It must be an injury. There's no way he wouldn't be starting. There's no way he wouldn't be in their 30-man squads that they're picking, but uh, if I was Harper, I think I'd be a little bit nervous, to be if honest. If I was both. Me. Parker and Harper. Yeah, fair. I, I just think that Cooler is... is if I was... Harper and I don't know what he's what's going on with him, but I would be doing everything I possibly could. Harper's not in the NRL.com casualty ward at the moment, so like he, sure. he played in the All Stars, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, geez, if I was Harper, I'd be whatever it is. I'd be trying to get myself fit for round oh, you one because you don't want to give yeah, this kid a sniff. You don't want to give him a sniff. Um, and and with Harper and Parker, especially Harper. Harper was one of my favourite players last year in the centres. He was one of my favourite centres. I thought he was. Grossly underrated. Yes, his final series wasn't the best. He was just trying too hard, like way too hard for himself. And everyone has that, you know, players that play with a lot of aggression and energy, there can be moments where they just overplay their hand. You look at a guy like even Jack White and sometimes can do it. Gamble can do it. So it's bound to happen at some stage. But the season that Harper had was fantastic, fantastic. So I do believe that Harper and Parker keep their positions for sure. But to have a guy like Cooler... Would you put him at 14? I was just about to say to you, do they run with him on the bench? I think Dylan so. Walker's injured? Yeah, I, I, I think they should run with him. Imagine him coming on out of dummy up. Holy shit. Yeah. Because he's electric. He is electric. Yeah. Even some of their, their big middles, if Marty Tapao's okay, which it sounds like he is, mm. you know, the offloading game of him with Cooler through the middle yep. um, could be anything. So would you, if you had your, to name your starting 17 right now, would you, considering that Walker is injured, would he get that 14 role? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I like they've got to find two new back rowers for round one. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked if one of them. And I think Ben Travojevic is out for four weeks now. I think that oh, came out this morning. Schuster, Olakawatu, Ben Travojevic. So oh, I yeah. would say that Lawton will probably start on one of those edges with yep. Ethan Bullimore, which I think will take. You know, um, Lawton obviously plays their kind of fourteen role along with Dylan Walker. He's out too. I'll be shocked if Cooler's not in the team. I mean, I want to because I just want to see him in open spaces again. He's yeah, uh, yeah he's impressive for sure. I mean, how like I, I just love that whenever there was a turnover, I just turned my eyes to the right hand side yeah. of the field. It's just totally. it's a classic. Just as soon as you get an offload, mm. DCE bang, yeah. and you just let him go, sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, from that trial, you know, I think uh, Raiders they're showing a lot of promise. The Raiders, a lot of promise. Uh, I th- it's just when you look at their roster. Far out, it's good. It's a good roster. P- 
plenty of depth. You know, Fogarty has turned up really well. I really like the um, Schneider, is it? Schneider? Brad Schneider, yeah. He came on for a little bit. He's silky, man. He's silky. I, like, I think he'll be pushing for a spot this year. I really do. Mm. Like, I really like Schneider. I think he's got a lot to offer. Um, I know he's young, but there's just something about the way he moves that you can see that he's got something about him. Uh, and I thought he was really good in the trials before. So the Raiders, on paper, are in a really strong position. Who plays 13 for them? I think it's safe to assume oh. our boy Adam Elliott will not be in the 13. They seemingly want to play him everywhere but 13. 13. Look, I don't know. I don't know. I guess Elliott Whitehead. I <laughs> guess one of their best you know, back rowers <laughs> they've had in a very most long time. consistent edge forward. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. It's, I don't understand it, but maybe it's, it suits their style of play. Yeah, Even maybe. more interesting, like... CHM was named at 13 last week, then they swapped at the last minute to bring Elliot Whitehead in. I mean, if he was going to be your 13, I don't understand why, unless Ricky Stewart's trying to play mind games in fucking trials. Mm. I just It just seems bizarre to me how... Yeah. yeah. But... Um, we, we're going to speak about... Before we get to the next trial, we're going to speak about Doggies versus Knights last week because we didn't get a chance to speak to that because it obviously played after our podcast. Now, we've spoken about the Knights, so we don't need to speak about them. Thoughts on what you saw from the Doggies? What I saw from Canterbury is what we've been saying for two years. They need a seven. I, I don't understand how we get to Canterbury and so many general conversations. It's like the halfback jersey all of a sudden doesn't matter for them. It's yeah. okay. I, just, I don't. It's rugby league. You need, a, you need a kicking game. But like Trent Barrett literally came out after the game and said, we need our seven to have a good kicking game and steer us around. It's like, and what I'm... And, and with, this is with all due respect, Trent Barrett, legend of our game. But I feel like saying, you, you answered your own question, bro. Like, Avrilo is a, a gun. And it's almost getting to the point, in my opinion, where it's actually negatively affecting Avrilo's career. By 100% it's negative. You can see it on his face. Like, get him where he belongs. He's such a good player. And it's so, I just think it's unfair to expect this kid to just be the seven that you need you know, it's very, like, you could look at the Melbourne Storm, oh, look, Cooper Cronk became a seven. Jerome Hughes became a seven. They're one of the best teams we've ever seen in rugby league. That whole system, that's a very different ask than asking Avrilo to come in to the Wooden Spooners and a team that can barely win a game over the last two years and lead the team around in an unfamiliar position. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand. And maybe, maybe there's, there's something that he's seeing that we're not because he's one of the best halves of his generation. I, I don't tell you what worries me the most and it's two words that if I had a dollar for every time I hear it from Canterbury fans mm. I wouldn't be sitting here with you respectfully but Burton I mean Burton isn't going to be the seven but you haven't Burton isn't a he isn't. look what Burton did at Penrith did he play that well when he was in the halves he wasn't even playing in the halves he was Dallium centre of the yeah. year and he was unreal on the best edge in rugby league but this is a young guy coming to your club who's you know going to be playing 5-8 with a fullback, winger, centre playing halfback who doesn't have a kicking game. And, you know, people say, well, Burton can kick. I'm like, Burton can kick the living shit out of a ball, which is great. Yeah. But it's your last tackle options, which is why you're not winning games of football. Yeah, because you get down there. You get you get your way down there. you got no trouble getting down there. Yeah. It's your last tackle options. And there was there was a moment where Cooper Cronk was talking last week where Avrilo put in a kick and he had a heap of room um, behind the – Canterbury winger and he just hit, hit him on the chest and Cooper Cronk sort of said you know you've got to you've got to nail that kick it's got to go into that space and I had a mate sitting with me and sort of went geez that's a bit harsh it's a hard kick I'm like 
But the good halfbacks make it look easy, and yeah. that's what you need to do. It's your job. It's your job. You're, it literally you're NRL is half. your job. Yeah, like, I, I yeah. Just, I don't, I don't understand. Uh, and the whole Burton thing, like Burton, is going to be a great six, a great six, great six. But when the Panthers last year, when Nathan Cleary was out injured, and him and Luai were in the halves together, they weren't well beaters. They weren't well beaters. There was even a period where Luai was struggling, like he wasn't playing that well. He eventually came back into it. Um, and, and I thought he's played some really good footy towards the end of the year. But Burton is a fantastic six. He needs a seven that's going to be at least solid to give him a platform to do what he needs to do. Like, Burton's going to need a platform. And who knows? I do believe Burton is skilled enough. If you, if you wanted to train one guy to become a seven long term, I think Burton has that skill set. But it's going to take a year or two, at least probably 16 months to give Burton enough time to become a seven. But would you want to do that with a guy yeah, like Dally M center of the year? He's one, of, he's one of the best ball runners in the comp. If he was at another club, we're not having this conversation. Yeah, it's, I just don't. You know what shit me the most? And I could not believe it when I saw it. When he put Beyond Iodo on before he put Flano out there. It's bizarre. There must be something going on there. I mean, I, Phil Gould can tweet as much as he wants that Flano's in the race. No. I'm sorry, he's not. It's absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand. The only thing I can understand is like, they cl- like maybe they're trying to get Flanagan to leave because he's on a good wicket. Because he wasn't even given a shot at it. Like, and and there's a lot of people, and fair enough, like I haven't watched him in Q Cup, uh, New South Wales Cup. A lot of people said he went back to New South Wales Cup and he didn't really do much. But first of all, there hasn't been much New South Wales Cup games of footy. Second of all, like, we have seen him play solid footy in NRL for the Roosters. It's a different system. I get that. But he was good at the Sharks. He was solid at the Roosters. I just don't understand how he can't be and what they need, at, at least the bare minimum, the doggies. I think a lot of fans have already made up their mind on Flanning, and it doesn't matter what he does. They've already made up their mind. Yeah. And I think he's always going to be one of those guys, unfortunately, for Flano. Uh, but I just... And mate, if you said to me who's the better football, Avrilo or Flano, it's Avrilo every day of the week for mm. me. I, I would never push back on that. But you don't need a footballer in that position. You need a halfback. You know, like I believe Avrilo is naturally a better footballer slash athlete. But who's got better runs on the board? Who's played better footy in first grade? Flano, Avrilo. Avrilo's been forced. Like when Avrilo came in, I think they put him at six initially for a bit, where he was a centre. Um, yeah, I, I just. I don't understand. It's, and again, it's a difference of opinion. So obviously fully respect Trent Barrett in making that decision. And hopefully they come out the other end and Avrilo does turn into the seven that uh, Barrett believes he can be. Or hopefully Burton comes in and does relieve a lot of pressure for him. Uh, that They are playing tonight, aren't they? Yeah. Who Sharkies. are they playing tonight? The Sharkies? And it's been, that game's been moved to, to six o'clock. To six o'clock. Okay. So it'll be really interesting to see their combination. Really, really interesting. I will say this about Canterbury. Granted, I don't know about you, but I was so confused coming out of that game going, are Newcastle really good? Are Canterbury really ordinary? Mm. I, just, I thought that Canterbury, um, uh, Jade Ockenmore probably had his worst offensive game I've seen him have in a while. Um, you know, If I'm the right winger for my team and I'm playing the Newcastle Knights, we've got Clunes right to left and Ponga's strong side. You, you've got to hold your wing there. You've got yeah. to hold your wing. So I sort of thought that they made life a little bit easier for Newcastle. We also had the first game of, of NRL, whatever you want to call it, trials of Paul Alamotti. Yeah. Um, good yeah. with the ball, struggled in defence, really struggled in defence and just a little handy reminder to people how hard the NRL is. Yeah. How hard it is yeah. to come in and play against grown men 
I mean, he would have played cup footy last year, but he didn't have the opportunity. Mm. And this yep. is this is the little gap that you're going to start to see more and more. Well, I mean, Alamotti, yeah. um, who is probably one of the best outside backs coming through in the country. Without a doubt. Yep. He got the business put on him by Jake Clifford. Is Jake Clifford known for his footwork? No, he's not. But that's like that's what I think a lot of people don't realise is that a guy like Jake Clifford's footwork is still extremely high level. It's just not RTS. Yep. Um, and so when I, like the thing is, when I see that, I'm like, it's to be expected. Exactly as we expected like, for him coming this in. This happens like, all the time. It's very rare. Like some players come through and like, just for me personally, I came through and I was always ready for those big moments. I was always ready for those big trials. So I would try really well. But there are some players that are guns that, you know, they have one or two poor trials and they just need an extra few, you know, months or weeks or, or a year or whatever. Uh, I, what, what I loved about Alamati is that I was not expecting him to kill it at all. And so when he made those two defensive errors, I was like, oh, shit, we're going to see a Barry Crocker here. He's going to go into his shell. He's going to take two runs the whole game. And, and you know what? If he did that, I'd be like, yeah, he's call. a kid. Yeah. He's a kid. It's all good. I love the fact that he fought the entire game. And that's why I know for sure he will be a good player eventually. And it, it could be the best thing to happen to him. Could be the best thing. Because when you kill it so long as, a, as a, a guy coming through, you just become used to it. Now, is he going to be a gun first grader? I'm not sure. But I do believe that that fight will at least get him to make his NRL debut. And, you know, he, he, he got beat by Jake Clifford on that play. He got bumped by Tyson Brazil, which I'm not going to hold that Yeah, I'm not going to hold that. At all. Fair play to him for having a crack at Yeah, fair play. Yeah. But, mate, the rest of the game, he marked Dane Gagai. Yeah. Sure. And he held his own against Gagai. So, yep. and some of his runs were sensational. They were really good. He was good coming out of dummy half. So, yeah, I, I just, I really want to stress as a reminder everyone how hard first grade is. Yeah. People Especially are. for people like me that haven't played it and you watch him play reserve grade and see how good he is and come through and then for him to get there and be out of his depth early. Mm. And it's, it's not even, and it's one thing to play good in first grade and then do it for an entire season. Two totally different things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just, I actually was, I was happy with the way he played in the sense I, the, what I took away from him is we've got a fight here. Not only is he talented, we all know that, but we've got a bloke that if he makes a couple errors, he's not going to put his head down and, you know, sulk and, and not have a crack. He's going to keep turning up, keep turning up. And that puts you in a good set. If you've got the talent and you've got the attitude, you'll probably play first grade. Um, so the doggies, I'm still unsure on them. I think tonight is going to be a really good indication as to where they're at. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I think that they, they did a really good job of uh, rolling down the field. I think, is it is it King that plays there now? Max? Max King. Max King? I thought he was pretty good. He was great. I mean, he's been good. I, I was very surprised he didn't kick on at Melbourne. Um, that sort of... Went from the Titans to Melbourne? Yeah, mate, at the Titans, he didn't play a heap of first grade there, but he's always had a huge engine. He's yeah. always had a massive engine. He just never really got an opportunity. I thought he'd be the sort of guy that would strive in Melbourne. I thought he'd fly. Um, didn't work out there, which, I mean, you could say is a bit of a red flag, but... He's hit the ground running at Canterbury. Yeah. I, I think he'll be named next Tuesday. I really yeah, I, I thought he was one of their best forwards, to be honest. Compared to, you know, I, I, I thought that night he outplayed Paul Vaughan, mm. who's you know was a kangaroo front rower three or four years ago. Um, so, yeah, interesting to see. I, I thought that with the ball, they rolled okay. I, I thought in defence, though, I, I thought the Knights just, just pushed through them mm. a lot, which worried me. Yeah. Just, yeah, I don't know. Like, even just the try they scored where... 
I, 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 I think it was off a tap and they um, someone dropped it and Duffy ran 70 oh, yeah, but so, sorry the, the the one that um that Newcastle scored where David Clemmer ran up and it was just a it was such a simple play but their, yeah. their defense just wasn't even alert do you think to it. like do you think if they struggle does Barrett see out the season uh I don't know could go either way I I, I think Gus I, I don't is know ruthless. where Gus sits on him yeah I think Gus is so ruthless I just think that if Gus is willing to sack Anthony Griffin when they're coming forth, if they get if they get the spoon again, he's so ruthless. Uh, mate, what I saw the other night really worried me, to be mm. honest with you. I mean, considering they were playing Newcastle, who I think is going to be a bottom four team, um, they scored, what, three tries? Two were off mistakes where, thank God, Matt Dufty was the closest one to the ball. Mm. You know, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm still... I'm still optimistic. I just I look at that roster and I go, you know what? That can roster can push towards a, a 11th, 12th. I'm not saying they'll finish there, but that roster is leaps and bounds better than the one last year. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I don't think they're going to finish last by any means, but um, I mean, yeah, I probably have them about 11th and 12th, which is better than what they was, were last year, but it's still not where you want to be. I'm gonna, you know it's what? Gonna I'm going to save... Where I want to watch tonight because yeah, tonight is yeah. Josh Adokar's back, Burton's in. Yep. You're basically their full strength side. Yeah. Well, one other guy I just want to mention, Josh Cook, played hooker in the second half. Yep. I thought he was really good. Yeah, He's okay. the one that's come from South Sydney. I thought he was very handy. There were peri- I think Jeremy Marshall King played all right in periods. He played well too. Yeah. And mate, I, I mean, I couldn't believe the amount of shit that Marshall King copped last week. He, I think he came out and said he wanted to be a top five hooker in rugby league and people pizzled him. It's like... Mm. Fucking good on him for having some drive Absolutely. and some ambition to want to be better. Like, but like you know the guts it takes to come out and say oh, that? Mate, 100%. You know people are going to give you shit left, yeah. right and centre and you still and people in the come out and say, I want to be better. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't Jeremy Marshall King want to be a top five yeah. hooker in rugby league? And like, people just like, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with a bit of banter or whatever, but some people that like go too far with you, like you've clearly never strived for anything yeah. in your life. Um, I, I love that. And you know what? His game has absolutely improved. Definitely. Uh, over the last couple of years. So, you know, fair play to him again. Uh, you know, Damien Cook could barely get a bloody start for the first half of his career. If Damien Cook would have said that six years ago, you would have pizzled him in the comments yeah, too. All of a sudden, he's kangaroos hooker. Totally. Cody Walker didn't start NRL till 26 years old. Yep. Uh, so, look, fair play to him. And I did. I thought I thought he was pretty good. I thought King was good. Um, Dufty had some good moments. Um, it, it was good to see them with a player like Dufty that they can just throw the ball to and For something sure. can happen. I totally. think that, that that was one positive that I did take from it and Burton will be an, another guy like that. Um, I'm very keen to see the energy that, that Fox is going to bring though. Absolutely. I think that's going to be a market mover, yeah. I mean, he's like their kind of like spiritual leader really. Like he's so important to them. He's got so many runs on the board. You could argue he's the best winger of this generation. Uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm still optimistic. I'm still optimistic. Yeah. I, I don't think it's... it's. Uh, I just think that the energy that that whole squad connected together is going to bring is just such a different energy. Even if they don't play that well in the sense of they drop balls or, or whatever, I just think the energy that, that they can generate with a guy like Dufty at the back, with a guy like Carl on the wing, um, you know, Paul Vaughan, Tavita Pangai Jr., King, Hetherington, Luke Thompson, you know what I mean? Those names... That can yeah. bring energy. So I'm optimistic. I'm hoping that they, they go all right tonight. You said it a few months ago, but I, I'm not sure if you saw it, but Fox had an interview during, at the end of the game mm. and they said to Adokar, okay, you know, where do you need to improve? And he didn't give stock standard answers. He said, we need to improve this, this, this and this. Yeah. I, I, I reckon Fox would have not had some hard conversations, but I think he would have called a few guys out Absolutely. this week on what they need to do, which is what you want from 
you stayed you, for me I still I've still got him as the best winger in the game with Brian yep. Toto so like people see the laughter and Adokar is such a big character we forget he's this a competitor. guy he's yeah. a competitor he was part of setting the standard at the storm for the last 5 years he's been part of their yeah. uh, continued unrelenting success you don't you don't just be a key part of that and beloved by Bellamy unless you know, for example, he's such a big character. Bellamy doesn't allow that if you're not delivering on and off the field. So he'll bring that to the Bulldogs. So fingers crossed that they can uh, I, I, I love that Fox last year, you know, the fastest bloke in our game, the off-season he went and put on five kilos so he'd be better coming out of his own end. Yeah. That's, uh, that said a heap to me about yep. Fox. He could have quite easily sat out on that wing and scored 22 tries as the fastest guy in yeah. the comp and no one would have said a word. <clears throat> Absolutely. And he'd already played Origin, he'd already played for Australia. Yeah. Um, now... Tigers beat the Roosters uh, 16-8. Town Mao will miss one week. Uh, Early plea, uh, Collins only fined. Uh, First time Roosters attacked Tigers. Okay, so these are notes. So concern for me was the first time the Roosters, the first couple of times, uh, the Roosters attacked the Tigers nine, they scored tries. That was really concerning for me at the start. I was like, it's one thing to have tries on you. It's another thing to have literally the first two attempts they score on you. Uh, But... They turned it around. I thought Hastings was fantastic. I thought that, you know, the first try they scored, as I said on social media, the first try that they scored, Hastings just said, stuff it. And he took over the whole set. He touched the ball every single play and they scored a try. There was, all, there was also times in the game where they'd get a quick play of the ball and Hastings would be up on that quick play of the ball and the guys would be like five, six metres behind him. And that's just a good indication of like, those players will eventually learn we cannot be behind. Like Hastings is playing on front, like he's identifying, quick play the balls and getting on the front foot. And so that'll take time to get those combinations right. Um, what were he your thoughts? He had time, Jacko. Yeah. yeah, he did. That's what stood out for me. He just had time with the football and, you know, outside of Benji over the last years, we haven't really seen a player at the Tigers that has time. Yep. It was a slow game. It was in the wet. I understand that. But as soon as Jacko took over, it was just a different footy side. Um I also thought we've spoken about him a little bit here and here. Jock Madden, I thought he looked great when he came on the field. To be like, put it this way, I thought Brooks had a, a solid game, but if I'm selecting the team for round one, my harvest pairing would be Madden and Hastings, and I would have Brook at 14. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with. I'm, you know, I, I've said all preseason that I thought Hastings would lock down the six jersey and they'd move Dewey to six. I will not be shocked in the slightest if Dewey returns at six and Hastings is a seven, and I think that'll be a really good combo for. I just loved the energy that Madden and Hastings were bringing. Like, they were demanding the ball, putting play... Like, even, like, Madden comes on, gets... Is it uh, Leilua? Yeah. Whoever it was, organises, bro, get on that fucking goalpost. I'm going to kick it there. Like, I just think that for so long the Tigers didn't... They just weren't organising things like that. They were just expecting, like, oh, yeah, block play, give me the ball, block... Like, Madden is coming on as a rookie, essentially. Uh and demanding the ball, demanding plays be, you know, different plays, things that aren't just out the back kind of stuff. I just think that. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. 
the Tigers have to make a choice. They've got to, have, they've either got to, Brooks has either got to be so good that he's undeniable or they need to try something else. And I just think that the Madden-Hastings combination, it's going to bring a bunch of energy. I actually think Brooks coming off at 14 will be really fucking good. And also, it gives Brooks an opportunity to, if Madden doesn't play well or Hastings doesn't, he gets the spot back. Yeah, and uh, I'd be very interested to see if they put Hastings in the driver's seat and then leave Luke Brooks at six just to see what happens. I think Hastings is seven. I think he has to be. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Jack is, uh, I mean, there's nothing you can say about Hastings that he hasn't heard. Oh, yeah. And he just doesn't give a shit anymore. Yep. He's heard it all. He doesn't care. He's here to play football. He's here to be successful. I'm starting to think that he would be a better, I don't know if you call it face of the Tigers, but they're halfback. The guy to lead that. Um, yeah, I, I was very impressed in the other night. I didn't think Brooks played poorly, but I thought he was probably the third best half on the field. Yeah, and, and I actually think that the, the way Brooks' game has developed, you know, I think that the, the start of his career, there was this thought that he's a great ball runner, but there's also hints of being a really good seven, of you know, a structure, and there were like loose links to Andrew Johns Obviously, he's not nowhere near like that, but the body shape and just there were, you could see similarities. So I think a lot of people assume that he would grow into this seven. I actually think he's grown into a six. I don't, actually don't think he's um, for the Tigers outfit, maybe for another team, but I actually think he's a six in today's game. And I, so at the very least, I would have Hastings at seven, Brooks at six, and Madden absolutely would get that 14 role. But I, I just think. It's a new year. What do you got to lose by starting Hastings and Madden? I sort of feel with Brooksy that, and I, I think he will leave the Tigers eventually. I think it'll be good for both of them. We've said this a lot. And I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes his career back in the seven he does well. He kind of reminds me a bit, a little bit of Mitch Pearce. Okay. In that there was there was the middle part of Mitch Pearce's career where I thought he's, he's just got to be a six. He, okay. he, he needs someone else next to him. And I think that Brooks is at that point as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see Brooks hit age... 31, 32, and he ends up back in the seven and he is successful Is somewhere. he vocal enough to be that, though? Like, Piercy's always been very mm. vocal and, like, you know. Yeah, oh, I can't talk. I haven't been alongside um, Brooksy and heard him talk on the field and whatnot, but I just – I think he has got more to offer than being a six, but I think right now six is the best spot for him, especially in this side now that you have got Jacko there. Yeah, I mean, Hastings can be so dominant. Like, he did take a step back initially at the start of the game. But it wasn't until he said, nah, stuff this, like I'm taking over. Yeah. They really, I felt they really kicked on. Yeah. Hastings also, he, he came into this game with a um, foot injury. He, has, he hasn't run much the last few weeks. Mm. And I think that once he was feeling a bit more confident yeah. on it, then he really started to click into gear. So, it's going to um, be interesting. Uh, the good thing for the Tigers, the really good thing now, is they've got options in that position. How many years have they had no options in that halves role? Like, you know, Dewey started as, a, I think, a winger, then he moved back to fullback, and then he got shoehorned into the six. You know, Madden is playing so well, don't get me wrong, and now if I had to select my side, it would be seven Hastings, six Dewey. But Madden might play so well that you can afford to have Dewey in the centres, and you get, you get him to roam, like a Tom Travojevic, and you just get him roaming and ball running. Um, so it's a real positive sign for the Tigers that they have Quite a few options in that half position. The other one that impressed me, and I, I'll be cards Gilda? on the table. What? Gilda? Yeah. Uh, and I, I will say this. It was obviously the perfect conditions for Gilda. Mm. It's what he's been used to. But I, I thought he was pretty average in his first game. Mm. More impressive um, in this one. 
So he's an interesting watch to see what happens. Um, I thought he was really. I thought I was really impressed. Mm. I, I, I'm always of the mind like a super league outside backs like doesn't usually work, but he was uh, again like yes, understand Rooster side all that kind of stuff, but. He's probably their best outside back, I'd say. Yeah, I'm just interested to see how he goes defensively when it's a dry track and yeah, he's okay. going up against the top quality centres in the NRL. But Is it what size for you? Because he's quite quick. Yeah, he's quite quick, but I just I, I don't know. I, I just feel like that game was played at a bit of a slower pace than what we'll see general games because okay. of the weather this year. So I'm, I am I can only base Gildard off what I've seen of him so far, mm. and that was good the other night, but I take the conditions into yeah. consideration. So I'm interested to see more of him. The guy that has impressed me the last two weeks and I didn't I, I was very nervous about how he'd go this year because he's already signed he's going elsewhere it was Lay Lua. Yeah. I mean when when you think about the preseason where you've got Joey coming out and openly bagging Madge, you've then got him signing elsewhere and knowing he's gonna leave at the end of the year. I was a bit concerned how he was gonna hit the ground, but he is flying. Mate, he's a he's a problem. He's, he's a, a serious problem. problem. Uh I, I agree. I I, I Thought exactly the same thing. If there is any player that you would assume is just going to be like, I'm leaving next year yeah. and, you know, we've got all these issues with my brother, blah, blah, I'm going to phone it in. He is absolutely not phoned it in. And if he did throw it in, I could kind of get it to some extent. Yeah, like the issue with the brother. <laughs> like it's, just, yeah. it's been a circus. It has been a circus, absolutely. And and clearly, like, you know, he always he says Madge has been his best coach or whatever. But at the end of the day, when when the rubber met the road, the Tigers didn't offer him the deal that he wanted. There's a reason that, that he's leaving. So, like, massive fair play to Leilua. He was destructive on the edge. Destru- like, some of the runs he takes, it's like Tamuolo Prime. It's it's absurd. Absolutely absurd. So, I, I totally agree with you. Leilua was really good. Um, look, I think this is taking out of it what you can. The Tigers disregard the score. It's just the direction. I haven't seen a Tigers team get to that point. You know, like even the way Hastings, that short ball on the fifth tackle play, when have we seen something that crisp from a Tigers outfit? How many years? Yeah. When was the last time you saw a Tigers ball player touch the ball every play of the set and then score on the end of it? And be doing these ones like, fuck. You there, you, yeah, it's... Yeah, mate, he's got a lot of confidence, Hastings. I know, I know he's come from the Super League and whatnot and done well over there, but he's coming full of confidence and he's he's not afraid to take a risk either, which I think is what Tigers I, I like it and it's just like, the thing is, is that, you know, you watch a guy like Brooks and, and he, he can play some really good footy, but the, the one thing is, is like, you never see that direction of like, you, you never see him like animated and they're totally different personalities. That's why I actually think that, if you do start him, him and Hastings, Hastings at seven and him at six will work perfectly because mm. it'll just let Brooks yeah, that's can just ease yeah. off. He doesn't have to think about all that shit and he can do what he does really good, which is ball running. I think I thought his ball running was really good on the weekend. Um, great signs for the Tigers. I, again, it's not the score. It's just the fact that, remember last year how I was like, what the Tigers need to do is, who cares about the score, but just give us evidence of who yeah, they are as a team. Some identity. Yeah, who are they as a team? Like, what, what kind of footy do they play? Are they up-tempo? Are they a grindy side? Are they a flashy side? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm really... Uh, I thought their hooker that came on, that looks a little bit like the cheese. Yeah, I thought like he cheese. was good. Yeah, he was uh, handy. Yeah, yeah, I thought he played some good footy. Uh, who else? I thought uh, the Redheads, Farworth, Sarworth, Sayworth. Uh, Seafarth, is it? Alex Seafarth. I thought yeah. he was decent. I thought yeah. he played some good footy. Always has it. He always rips and tears. Um, a couple of things though that I'm really, really surprised at with the Tigers. Alex Twole. 
Was he not even named? He's got to be injured, surely. I think he was on the bench, wasn't he? He was in their leadership groups last year. Oh. He has some of the best defence in the NRL. What I'm not getting is, is like, if there was one player that represented what Madge projects to everyone, it's Alex Twal. It's Alex Twal down to a T. Alex Twal should be the mascot on the weekend. Literally. For what Madge reportedly does and believes in. And he's been taken out of the leadership group. Now he's on the starting team. It just... Uh, Are mate. you telling me Alex Twal isn't a part of their seven? Like, you're telling me that Alex Twal isn't in their best 17 players. Imagine you being 12 and you lose not only your captaincy, but then your 13 jersey to Tyrone Peachy, who's just arrived at the club. Is there a bigger kick in the dick? Oh, mate. And you didn't and even get. And that's with put, all due respect to Peach. And you didn't even get put in the front row either. You didn't, but, yeah. And you've been busting your body. Like on the podcast, he, he played with like broken ribs and he's, his tackle efficiency is like. He missed like, I think, four or five tackles the entire season last year. If there was one player that you knew like rocked up and had a dig, it was him. Yeah. So maybe he's injured because I cannot for the life of me believe how he's not in there. I think he's the kind of player that at another club would be beloved because he turns up every week and never gives in. And, oh, and who's, so who's their front? It's Tamir? Stefano. Stefano. Are you telling me that you can't have Alex Twole rotating with them? Like who's yep. the guys that come off the bench in their front row? Uh, him. Who else is there? I mean, Offengawi. Offengawi. Musgrove. Um, I can't find anything about Twole. Anything. Man, not on Android.com, not on Twitter, no nothing. If Twole played his career at Melbourne, how many Origin games has he played? Yeah, he probably played Origin. Sure. Probably. Yeah. At Melbourne. I, I, I would confidently bet on it. What do you got there, Matt? I was just saying, it's not even. It wasn't even a seventeen last week. It was a twenty-three. Yeah, That's he, what was, I mean. he was there. They didn't. And the thing that the thing that's surprising to me is like. When you're trying to build clubs and culture, you, to get rid of a guy or drop a guy like that, the message that sends is like, we don't have, like, we don't really care about loyalty. Like, like and maybe there's more to it. I just, I, Alex Twelve for me represented the better parts of the Tigers over the past few years. I, it's even deeper than loyalty. It's just the attitude to put your head where I wouldn't put my foot every single week, every which is what week. Does. Yeah, every week, after through all the tough times, 30 tackles, no misses, 40 tackles, no misses, you know, playing out of position in the 13 when he's really a front rower. Uh, so that's surprising to me. That's, that's really surprising. But it is what it is, I guess. Tigers, even though you get a positive, there's always this like, you know, for example, like, you know, Peachy, unfortunately, had a really, really poor game. Um, so I, I don't know. It looks whether, lost to me. Well, he came on at hooker. Like, as he started at 13, I'm pretty sure. And then he came back on at hooker. And he, I mean, we're going down the peachy rabbit hole again of just not giving him a position to play. Who was, um, can you see, what, Peach was like number 23 or something, wasn't Did, he? He didn't even start in the 13 from memory. What, he got moved out of the 13? Oh, yeah, that's right. Started the week like, before. What the fuck is going on? You've got one week to get ready for the NRL season. And he's you got a new signing. six. You've got a seven with a question mark. You've got your captain playing 13. He wears fucking 23. Yeah, how, that's surprising. How, I don't and he's your biggest signing. And he's in your He's, he's a been captain. here for six weeks. How can he not need more time on the field with them? And he just got put at captain. Fuck. <laughs> Painful. It's, uh, maybe, there's, maybe there's a tactic to it. Maybe like he's... Madge knows that he's going to be a 13. He was trying to give more minutes to someone else. But if you uh, know he's going to be a 13, he's part of your spine. Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I agree. It's, it's very, very surprising. And then he came on at hooker and it was like, 
He's not a hooker. Like 13's not even a position that Peachy has pl- like he's oh, played it, but he hasn't. It's not like he's got, he's a hundred game yeah. vet in the 13. Yeah, I would argue he's got more games at centre than what he does at lock. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, and he's walking into a new structure. <laughs> it's, he, the thing is, he literally got made captain. <laughs> yeah, his jersey 23. But you're 23 and plus. You're not playing 30. You're playing hooker. Yeah, very surprising. But. That, that's that's the only two things that I was like very surprised at and didn't make sense to me. Outside of that, overall, great night for Tigers fans. Yeah, I mean the the yeah the Hastings get is massive for them. So I, big, I think it will and move the, Madden, the needle for them. Emergence of Madden. Yep, I, he just impressed me so much when he came on. His confidence. He was he just took over as well. Like you know, it, but it worked with Hastings. They kind yep. of gelled really well together. So great signs. Um, Roosters. Look, I don't think there's anything to worry about at all. They're just one point that I. Actually, I'll bring it up in the Broncos conversation. But, you know, Roosters, again, their defence with a, you know, missing, like, all their key players, they're just such a strong club. Such a strong club. Uh, Daniel Tupu came out. I think he ran for, like, 170 metres, the most of nearly any – I think any outside back or any player on that field and any player of that day, I'm pretty sure. Daniel Tupu, in his, like, 10th or 11th season, coming out in a trial that means nothing – like, he's the kind of guy that could say to the coach, I don't want to play any trials. Yeah. Um, and the coach would be like, yeah, 100%. We know you're going to do the job. Comes out and does that. Uh, I thought he was fantastic. Um, who impressed you for the Roosters? Yeah, it was a, it was a hard game because they were obviously missing a number of their guys. Um, Sam Walker came up with a couple of um, good things. I I don't know. I look at Walker and I, I listen to everyone during the preseason say, oh, he's put on six kilos. He's... Does he look that much bigger to you? So I sent you a message. I was going to get to it a bit later. First trial, he's down again with his neck or his shoulder. Yeah. I just, I'm beginning to be worried. Like, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't because it wasn't a hard tackle. It was a crazy tackle. It was some big, massive, who was it? Was it Leilua or something? I think so, yeah. So, like, it's, not be, it's, it's almost that he's putting his body on the line too much. And I just... Just a bit concerned, like, first game and we're already dealing with – and maybe he's just the most unlucky kid ever and he's going to pull through this. And, and players have pulled through way more. I'm not, not sitting here saying that yeah. he's done or whatever, but I'm just saying after the last season where he did get banged up a bit and the whole narrative was he's put on weight, he's all good, and weight wouldn't have changed this outcome. It just – when you see that in the first try, like, please – just praying, like, please don't become a bit of a trend where... Yeah, we've got 26... You've got 30 weeks to go. 30 weeks to go. Realistically. And, and again, it's probably just purely luck. It wasn't... Because it wasn't a soft tackle. It was a, a great tackle by him, actually. The fact that he even stopped him on the line. Yeah. But the first thing I thought was like, ooh, like, please don't become a trend where he's constantly dealing with, you know, shoulder issues and that. Would you consider... I mean, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts? <sighs> On Sam Walker or yeah, Sam Walker? Yeah, I, I, I still think I, I just think he's too tough for his own good. Yeah. I really do. Um I love him as a footballer. You've got written here goal kicking as well, which is an interesting one to touch on with Walker. I don't know. I, I just I want to see more of him. I just think it's it's a worry that we're both concerned about him as uh you know, in the line and injuries and whatnot when you've also got his harsh partner Luke Keary, who's a premier player, but I mean, these head knocks still worry me with him. Mm. Roosters have got the depth to be able to cover it and deal with it all. But, um, yeah, it is going to be interesting for the Roosters how this one all plays out. Yeah, look, 
I think they'll be fine. It just was a bit of a red flag for me. Yeah. I was like, oh, and not not from a perspective of a negative mindset, more of a, like I just rate Sam Walker so highly. I just yeah. really hope that this doesn't become something. If it continues to happen, I strongly consider working a system around having him not defend front line. Uh, so, for example, you may put him out of the wing for the first four tackles and then fifth comes and you maybe you put him out in the centres. Uh, again, this is all just spitballing and just, just future-proofing because he's clearly could be a superstar, like a superstar of the game. I think it's harder to hide now than it ever has been. Though. Oh, no, I, I agree. I'm not yeah. saying – and also there, there is a mind of like regardless of hiding, it's like if you're an NRL halfback, there's two parts of the game. There's defence and attack. Yeah. And he is just so courageous. He just puts his body in front every single time. You almost kind of, as a rooster thing, like, bro, just let, please let yeah, the try just, in. Yeah. Let the try in, bro. Well, you can score three tries yourself, literally. Yeah. Like, you can put on four tries this. Um, so, just, just a tiny little, ooh, but it's not me sitting here saying, the you know, the sky is falling, Sam Walker, blah, blah. Not, not at all. Uh, his, his ball running is as good as we've ever seen it. Yep. His break to set up that try, the footwork was incredible. In the wet too. In the wet. Very impressive. He, yep. he is he, – I just cannot wait to see him with Kieran. One guy I do want to give a little shout-out to who's his career is at a massive crossroads, Sammy Verrills. Yeah. I thought he played well. I thought he played well for the Chooks. I can't see a world where he's in red, white and blue next year. Mate, if I'm a club, I'm chasing him hard. Yep. Hard. He's a high, high quality nine. Yeah, high quality yeah, nine. He's been dera- uh, derailed by injuries and a couple of unfortunate things. But mate, wasn't that long ago they were playing in a grand final and he was filling in for Jake Friend and doing a really good job? Absolutely. He scored the first try against Canberra in the grand final. He can play. And I don't, I don't believe that he's even close to his potential yet. I don't even think he's been given really a he long time. He hasn't even played a, re- a season, really. Yeah. So, yeah, Sam Beryl's really good. Uh, Sam Walker in attack, as usual, silky as they come, so silky. Uh, fuck, his attack is just on another level for, as a half. Like, if you're looking at sevens, he'd be up there with some of the best attack in the, in, that we've seen in a very yeah. long time. When you compare him to other sevens that have come before, at this age... At this age, that's the thing. It yeah. is just absolutely wild, his attack. His, his yeah. pass selection... Is usually pretty good. Uh, I think he's going to improve in that. Uh, yeah, he's ball running. So, and it's one thing to have the pass selection, but then to have the confidence oh. to do it in the moments that he does it in the wet weather as well, throwing cutout balls and that. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I just thought it was a, a good, solid Roosters performance, missing key key players, and uh, I thought it was good. Yeah, I don't think Robbo looks too deep into no. trials. I, I don't think he would have even. I thought Radley looks good. Yeah, like Radley looked good. Yeah, and. He's digging into the line. He's just so hard to stop. He goes so deep that it just strips a whole team of numbers. Another thing there isn't a stat for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, look, I think, uh, yeah, great signs for Tigers. Uh, Roosters, sweet. I think that there's absolutely nothing to worry about. They showed their grit in their defence. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.